Well, welcome to the gathering. Welcome all the gathering family. If you're visiting, welcome. If you're watching online, welcome to the gathering. So glad you're here. We're in our final Christmas, or kind of final week of our Christmas series, Unshakable Joy. We're looking at the Christmas story to try to figure out how we can have this lasting, this enduring, this joy that is truly unshakable. But can we just be honest today and admit, like it's hard, I know what you're clapping about, but it's hard in this world sometimes to have unshakable joy. Can, can, we, can we admit that? I mean, it's hard, especially with everything going on in the world, to have that unshakable joy. Uh, my joy was tested a while back. I went to a, a big box store to get some carpet. And uh, I went in and I got the 12-foot roll of car- carpet. It's great. I borrowed my wife's minivan. And I was putting the carpet roll into my wife's minivan. And I realized it was kind of a tight fit. So I kind of shoved the, carefully shoved the carpet, just kind of nestled it right up against the, uh, the windshield of the front there, the passenger side. And then I kind of forgot about the front. Then I was focused, preoccupied with, with what was going on here in the, in the back of the van, right? I was, wasn't looking ahead. I was looking back. And, and, and I, was, I, I took that rear of the, the carpet, kind of just put it towards the uh, driver's side, and I went ahead to close the rear. We're dropping out here. Close the rear hatch. How many know it matters where you look? Come on, tell someone it matters where you look. Because I wasn't looking ahead. And I went to close that hatch. And as I closed the rear hatch of my wife's minivan, I heard a sound that no man who's borrowing his wife's minivan ever wants to hear. I heard the sound of glass shattering. Yeah, that's what I said. So I quickly ran around to see what happened, and sure enough, I had shoved that carpet roll clean through my wife's windshield. And so they're kind of licking my wounds, trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to explain this? What kind of story can I fabricate to my wife that she'll believe so as to mitigate the damage that I know is coming, right? And just as I was thinking, licking my wounds, uh, this, this old man walks by with a snarky grin on his face. He saw the whole thing. And in stride, he says, you know, you could have stuck out the window. I looked back at him and I wanted to say, buddy, I'll tell you where to stick it. But I didn't. Praise God. Praise God. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it, but I didn't say it. It's hard to have joy in this life. But I'm, I'm titling this talk, It Matters where you look. Today is the 20th day of December. 20th day of 2020. It's been a crazy year, hasn't it? It's been a year of, of news. We have bad news, we've had fake news, and we've had no news, and we've had very little good news. But I want to tell you today, there is plenty of good news if you know where to look, if you know where to look, oh, we're dropping out, huh? Oh. You can hear me. I'm cutting out. Oh, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know. I know what you're doing. You want me to talk? So, as you see, God's testing me right now. I know you all thinking we planned this. 
They planned this. This is a sermon illustration. No. But what it is, is a metaphor for our lives. I mean, how many, did you have everything go right in your life this week, just as planned? I mean, I don't know about you, but this is like my life. And God's looking from heaven. He's saying, can you have joy, preacher boy, when your mic goes out? Thank you. We on? All right. You got me? All right. Thank you, guys. Can you have joy? There's plenty of, of, of good news if you know where to look. I'm going to tell you where to look. Take a look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Did you catch that good news? Yeah, you can clap. I mean, that's how much Jesus loved us. He left heaven. Like Jesus, he had it made in heaven. He leaves heaven to come and he invites himself into our story through this birth of this beautiful little baby. And because of his presence, we have this unshakable joy. Now, we talk about Christmas and we think about the unshakable joy as if it was just this miraculous birth. And I'm not minimizing the virgin birth, you know, this miraculous child, the way in which he came into the world. But it's not, the joy that we have today isn't just because of little baby Jesus was born. It's also what he did. I mean, he could have been born, and he could have been like a, a, a sloth, right? I mean, what if he was born, and, and he was a sloth and didn't do anything, right? We wouldn't be singing joy to the world. or Well, we would, joy to the world. Joy to the world, a sloth has come. Let earth receive her sloth. Anybody want a sloth? How pathetic is that? Come on, kids. Here you go. He wasn't a sloth, Right? He was the Savior, and it's what he did, the finished work of the cross. And because of that, the death, the burial, the resurrection, we have a reason to sing. We have a reason to smile in a world that's spinning out of control. They can't steal our joy. Joy cannot be canceled. But here's the question I want to ask you. Think about this. How could Jesus, knowing what was going to happen on the cross... How could he for 33 and a half years have joy? How did he not end up in, in some sort of funk, some sort of depressive states? How did he not end up in therapy? How could he have unshakable joy knowing that the cross was ahead? He was born to die. How could he have joy? Answer, he knew where to look. It matters where you look. Where do you look? Hebrews 12, verse two. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Friends, joy looks ahead. Joy looks ahead. Joy doesn't look at the mess that we're in. It looks ahead. For the, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before you, some of you lost your job this year. Some of you lost your job. But it really wasn't necessarily just a job loss. Maybe it was a, 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 a trust gain, a gain of trust to see that God really is Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. For the joy set before you, some of you lost your life's rhythm. Is anybody's life rhythm just a little out of whack right now? But maybe that's not just a loss of rhythm. Maybe that's a gain of perspective as to what really is important and what's not. For the joy set before you, some of you, and I know this is hard, some of you lost a loved one, but it's not just the loss of a loved one. Perhaps it's a gain of focus. 
realizing that this life is short and that we want to make each and every day we have left truly count. Amen? I met someone this very week who doesn't go to the gathering, but I, I met her and she's here today. She said, I just feel like I'm, I'm stuck. And then she went on to say, I feel like I'm invisible. Sometimes we feel like we're invisible, like maybe no one sees us or no one cares or God's preoccupied. Maybe he's, he's busy doing some other things. But I wanna tell you, I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Are your eyes on your situation or on your Savior? Because where you look matters. And if you're looking at your situation, you're always going to be disappointed. Oh, there might be a few times where things go well and, and the mics actually work and the batteries are actually put in the right place. Great. But you know what? Life says that sometimes that stuff is going to happen. And if you're looking there, you're going to be let down. If you're looking at Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? If you're looking at him, you're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed. Last week I told you, embarrassingly, that I was looking at my situation. I, I know some of you weren't here. I won't tell the whole story. But basically I went in. I was with my team, our ministry leadership team. And uh, I went to order Cobb salad. And they were out of chicken. They were out of eggs. And when they brought it to me, it didn't have bacon bits on there. And I, I, I told the, uh, the, the folks last week, I said, I, it wasn't a Cobb salad. It was a fraud salad because I felt like I got set up, you know. And so they bring me this salad. And, and, and I'm literally losing my mind in front of my team, mind you. I, I'm, I'm surrendering my joy for a chicken, an egg, and a pig. Like, how pathetic is that? But here's the good news. Good news. So this week I had another test. And God's like, are you going to look at your situation or are you going to look at the Savior? So I was, I was in the gym and I was doing some curls. You know how they got that mirror right there? I looked down and I'm like, what's wrong with my leg? My, my left leg was an inch shorter than my right. Now, as you get older, it's true that you do shrink a little bit. But like last week it was fine. And <laughs> one inch in, in, in one week, Something's going, I mean, at that rate, I'm going to be in trouble, right? So it was, it was as though somebody had superimposed uh, Chachi's leg onto my body. Now, for those of you that don't know Chachi, he's a good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, one of my best friends. And um, he's, he's vertically challenged. In fact, we have a picture of him. I know that's me. Listen, before y'all email me, some of y'all email, I know. Listen, I already asked Chachi if I could say it. I have his permission, okay? So y'all can't email me. Seriously, Chachi, uh, I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll, I'll take you out to lunch, okay? We'll, we'll go to Denny's. Kids at 12 and under eat free. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Uh, I know some of y'all are never coming back. But I found out what happened, okay? So... I had gone to a discount store where you can dress for less. And I bought these, I was wearing these shorts. And I don't know if you can tell, but the left leg <laughs> is an inch longer. Therefore making my left leg appear an inch shorter. And I'll be honest with you, when I I'm thinking to myself, you know, can't they have someone check the merchandise? You know, I mean, like we make one little mistake and some batteries go out. And you're like, ah, the batteries went out. But, and you're selling, you're selling stuff that's like, and then 
So I'm starting to like get mad, you know, kind of like the, the, the fraud salad, right? It's starting to kind of, you, you kind of feel it coming up in you. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm looking at the situation. I got to look at the Savior, lest I become an angry little elf. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I could have marched into that store and just said, listen, you know, and take this thing back and ruin my witness, right? Ruin my witness. Or I could say, you know what? They're a pair of shorts. They were 10 bucks. And by the way, you're shopping at a discount store. What do you expect? You know, big deal. Look at, we got to look at our, our, uh, our Savior, not our situation. Listen, don't miss the joy that's right in front of you. See, that's the story. That's the Christmas story, right? You realize that. That so many people missed the joy that was right in front of them. For 700 years, they waited for the Messiah. Over 300 messianic prophecies of the Messiah that would come. And then finally, he gets there and they miss it. He's right in front of them. And many of the Jews and the, and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they missed the Messiah. I just wonder what we're missing that's right in front of us today. The joy that is accessible and right in front of us. I hear people say, no, you know, we just got to get past this virus. Friends, let me tell you something about a virus. The worst virus we could ever have is sin. And the cure for that is Jesus. Amen? But we miss the joy right in front of them. We miss the joy every time we let fear govern us. I hear people say, well, what are we going to do about the election? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we Okay, I'm going to read you the same thing that Moses said to the Israelites when they were up against the Red Sea and, and the Egyptian army was encroaching, right? Here they come. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. Amen? Come on, give God praise. God is still the deliverer. And, and I feel, I just have to tell you, I feel like God's fixing to show off. He's fixing to do something big, and, and, and you can fill in the blanks. I'm just telling you what, 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 the, what the Lord has been showing me. God is about to do something big in our nation. There's going to be revival. I, I can see it coming. And you know what? No matter what happens, we are going to have a smile on our face and joy in our heart because the world can't steal our joy. What about safety, they say? What about my safety? Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord God. Amen? What about our future? What about our future? Psalm 16, verse 9. David said, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will rest secure. Does anybody need rest? My body will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Friends, your future is secure. I, I, I'm going to look to my father and not Facebook. I'm going to look to my Savior and not social media. And I'm going to trust the promises of God. And because God's promises are true and because his presence is with us through the Holy Spirit, we need not be afraid of anything. You see, we can have joy in the journey. Why? Because Jesus is in the journey. Amen? 
You know what also is in the journey? Drama. Drama is also in the journey. See, two realities. You have joy and you have drama. Two realities existing in the same space. Right? The, the story, the Christmas story is not the eradication or the elimination of drama. You come to Jesus, oh, everything's going to be fine. Well, yeah, because you know Jesus, but your drama's still there. Right? Jesus, the, the Christmas story promises us not the removal of, of drama, but the presence, the calming presence of Jesus in the midst of our drama. Amen? He is with us. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is joy it lives above drama. Joy, drama. Joy lives above drama. I, I want to illustrate this. Um, Mike P., get up here. Come on, need your help. Now, he doesn't know what we're doing. We, didn't, we don't rehearse this stuff, okay? Uh, we, can't, we can't say you're authentic and then you rehearse stuff, so he doesn't know no idea what's about to happen. Uh, does anybody who played basketball know the, the, the law of verticality? I'm not even going to touch that one. Uh, law of verticality states that the space above a player, you're entitled to that space above you, right? So long as you don't jump forward or backwards, you're entitled to the space above you. Let me uh, illustrate this with Mike P. All right, so, all right, here, so here we go. So basically, I'm, I'm you're, you're, you're guarding me, okay? All right. <laughs> oh. oh, I love this guy. All right, so basically, I'm going to take a shot. When I take a shot, you just you try to jump up and block it. Ready? There you go. I said jump. That's all you got, my feet? Come on, man. You got, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to illustrate the law of verticality, not what it looks like when a man's legs are chained to a, a, a two by four. So, ready? There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Good. All right. That, that, was, that was better. <laughs> He's going to be hurting later. He, he used that space, right? And, and, and there's a spiritual principle at, at play here. The law of verticality applies to us in a spiritual sense and that you have access. We have access. We are entitled to the space above us. And when we lift, hold this for a second. When we lift our eyes to Jesus, we look ahead and we elevate our eyes. You know what else elevates? Our joy. Now, now, here goes the joy. I'm looking to Jesus. I got a mess down here. I got craziness. I got all sorts of stuff going on in my life, right? But I'm looking up, and as I look up, the joy, the law of verticality, my, my joy elevates. And the reason that's so important, this is still here. Your problems in this world, Jesus said, you will have trouble. The trouble's still here, but you're rising above it. You're looking to the author and the perfecter of your faith, and, and, and here's the cool part about that, is all of a sudden, this trouble, this stuff that we all see and hear about and read about, and is on our news feed, all that stuff, it loses its grip on us. We're no longer dictated. We're no longer defined. We're no longer governed by the grip of fear because we rise above it and we see Jesus. Still there, but it can't affect us. Give, give Mike P a hand. Come on. Thanks. Thank you. What do you want Awesome. Awesome. Some of us, we feel a lot like this eagle. Check this picture out. There's an eagle. 
On that eagle's back is a crow. And we kind of feel like, you know, this year has been a year where we, we, we feel like, you know, there's been some pecking at our backs, you know? And, and but look at, look, at the, look at the eagle's eyes. The eagle, yeah, someone said it. Scott said it. His eyes are straight ahead. Friends, don't take your eyes off Jesus. Don't be distracted by the crows pecking at your back because they'll always be there. He didn't look back. He didn't get into a, a, a contest with that crow. He kept his eyes focused. Why? Because eagles are meant to soar. Friends, some of us, were getting distracted. We're trying to fix stuff that we can't fix. You know, that's part of the Christmas story is that Jesus did for us that which we were unable to do for ourselves. And we're spinning our wheels thinking we gotta be perfect. We gotta fix things. We gotta have the, the perfect Christmas dinner. And we gotta try to make the, the best out of this crazy year. And God says, listen, I'm with you in the mess. Just keep your eyes on me. You elevate above that mess, soar high. And things are gonna be just fine. We don't need to fix everything in our life. You know the solution for the eagle? You know how the eagle gets the crow off his back? He elevates. He flies higher because as he flies higher, the oxygen level decreases. And eventually, that crow who cannot live and thrive at high altitude, it just falls off his back. The eagle kept his eyes straight ahead and he soared. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to keep his eye, our eyes on Jesus and he wants us to elevate. Elevate above the mess. Yeah, the mess is still there, but it can't grip us. It can't define us any longer. Drama, just like the crow, can't live at high altitude, but joy can. Joy can. Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who, whose hope is in the Lord, if your hope is in the Lord, where are you looking? Straight ahead. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not be faint. Friends, as you reflect on this year and you ponder what's to come in 2021, I wanna encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. There'll be plenty of challenges. There'll be plenty of crows in this next year. And God is watching us to see how we respond. Do we let that define us? Do we get stuck in the muck and the mire? Do we get stuck in the mess and the depravity of life? Or do we, like the eagle, rise above it and say, God, there's joy when I look at my creator. Not my circumstances. There's joy when I look at my savior. This, this year I want you to put a smile on your face. God's gonna do some great things. I want you to keep your eyes focused on your Savior. Don't look at your situation. Look at your Savior and trust that He's going to do great things in this year to come. Great things require great sight. It matters where you look. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? Today, maybe you came in here and, and you want that unshakable joy. Maybe you don't know Jesus today. Friends, the only way you can have stability in your life is to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, your anchor, your rock. 
If you've never made him your Lord, whether you're watching at home or whether you're here today, I wanna give you the opportunity to make Jesus your savior. With every head bowed and every eye closed, all you have to do is ask him. If that's you today, you wanna make Jesus your Lord, just raise your hand right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, just slip up your hand right now. If you wanna know Jesus, you wanna know Jesus, you wanna make that decision right now, boldly slip up your hand. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. See you, brother. Anybody else over here? Anybody else? Amen. See you. Amen. I see you, young lady. For those of you that are raising your hand or those who are watching online, all you have to do is say a simple prayer like this. Repeat this after me. Just say, Jesus, I love you and I need you in my life. I need a joy that is unshakable. I need your presence. So today, Jesus, I make you my God. From this moment on, I live for you, Jesus. Forgive me for my past and thank you for my future. I love you and I belong to you. I will live out my days for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate life transformation? Come on. Come on. We, we get excited when people come to Christ around here. I know you all might be visiting, but we take this real seriously. All of heaven is rejoicing. Listen, if you made that decision, I want to encourage you to, before you leave, stop at our little connect uh, table out there, and they've got a free gift for you. If you're online and you made a decision, just write in the chat, I made that decision. And we'll reach out to you, and we'll celebrate with you. If you need prayer, and I know there's a lot of folks that need prayer, our prayer team and our elders are here. They are ready to pray with you and journey with you through this. And by the way, if you're visitors and you don't have a church home, listen, this past year has taught us we're better when we're together. The church needs to be unified. We need to be stable. We need to be together and strong. Amen, Brian? We're better together. So if you don't have a church home, we invite you to be part of our family. We ain't perfect. Sometimes we're a little messy, but we love Jesus and we're serious about following him. Amen? Amen. And so now that joy that we just talked about, before you leave, we got one more song. I want you to stand to your feet and with joy in your heart and a smile on your face, we're gonna go tell it on the mountain. We're gonna leave this place singing about the grace and the goodness and the joy of God because there's a world in need. Your mission field is right outside those doors. So as you leave after the song, take that joy of Jesus to the world and go tell it on that mountain.